When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Friday Press Box on the run home. Yes, it's 4.25, and one thing I do love about this show is when I get to talk to some of my favourite humans. One of them is with us on the Press Box today, Nigel Yolder. Nigel, how are you doing, mate? Very well. Kia ora, everybody. Kia ora, kia ora. Uh, Great to have you on the show, as ever. We love having you, love having your time. Uh, And you get to come on in the wake of a bit of semi-breaking news now in the last half hour or so. So let's hit that straight from the front, shall we? Michael Maguire stepping down as Kiwis coach in the wake of all of this drama around whether he could coach both the Kiwis and New South Wales. It now appears not. What do you make of it all? <laughs> I wonder if it had been 30 nil the other way in Hamilton, mm. whether he'd be allowed to coach or not. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it is one of those things. Um, I, I, look, a personal opinion, uh, I think when you look at his track record, I think what he is showing is that he has got... Uh, has, as has been noted in the press release by Greg Peters, this guy is the ultimate professional. Mm. I believe he would have been able to have done both jobs, but I think the trouble is, is there will be many people who will just say, how can you be the coach of New South Wales and be coaching players who will falter straight into the kangaroo side mm. and still be the coach of the New Zealand national rugby team, rugby league team. So I can understand the decision I still feel that Michael would have been um, uh, good enough to be able to differentiate, but I I can understand why I am a little disappointed, particularly on the back of Mm. that that obviously very impressive result. You can also understand why New South Wales won him, and you can kind of understand why New Zealand rugby have gone down this route. But personally, I would have taken the chance and backed the guy who, as, as has been alluded to, as I said, by their own press release, is a very, very professional, a very ethical human being. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm quite sad as well because I just feel like every time I've talked to him, it it could not be more clear that he loved being in that Kiwis environment Mm. and he embraced, you know, I know some people have their views on an Australian being the coach of the Kiwis, but I feel like he really embraced the culture, the players, what that team stood for, what they were trying to do, uh, and ultimately that showed result-wise, in that last game of Pacific Championships. So it's a shame. Uh, and, I mean, how long does it take now for attention to to turn to who's next, I suppose? Maybe I'll uh, put a bid in for SENZ own Tony Kemp to get over there. It, it's interesting, though, isn't it? You, you talk about the, the buy-in and wanting to be involved in the culture. And when you look recently at the overseas coaches who have had success mm. with regards to that with New Zealand teams um, I think you can look at the work of Ufuk Tale mm. um, I can also think you can look at the work of the man who was uh, previous to him as well, Mark Rudan and wanting to come in and be part and buy into the culture if you want to look at an Australian who has also sort of bought in 
uh, with regards to that side of thing as well. You just have to look at the Warriors coach and Andrew mm. Webster and what he has done. Look at the breakers. The breakers have had, you know, look at Modi Maor. Mm. Another guy who is wonderfully eloquent and is really into doing his best for the country, understands the, the makeup of the country as well. Mm. And so I think, you know, it, it's quite interesting. There's actually a, a really good track record. So I think, you know, whoever they choose to go with with regards to the next New Zealand Rugby League coach, be they local or foreign, mm. I think if they come in with similar attitudes to those those coaches that we've just mentioned, I, I think there's no reason why the success under Maguire cannot continue. Mm. Uh, the other name I'd throw into the mix there of overseas coaches who have come in and bought in completely to Kiwi culture would be Clark Laidlaw, who used to coach the All Blacks Sevens, is now with the Hurricanes uh, and was hugely pivotal in putting culture at the front and centre of that All Black Sevens team. So absolutely, fair point. Uh, if you would like to let us know maybe who you think should take the reins or what you make of the whole Michael Maguire situation, do let us know on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight double three. And other topics, though, uh, much of right now. Now, this is an interesting one for me, Nigel. Ooh. It's uh, he's, he's come out and he is fair play to him. He has stood up and said, A, uh, the bunker system used in the World Cup was a mistake, and B, he would like refs to face the media post-game. What are your thoughts? I'm like a French referee to want to be the centre of attention, <laughs> is it now? Um, oh, I said that out loud. I do apologise. Look, I, I don't believe the bunker system was a mistake. Um, I believe giving time for someone to assess and make the right decision around whether someone should stay or go was actually a very good system to use. Um, I think sometimes they are rushing because, mm. look, what do we want? We want the game to be nice and quick and sped up. Now, when we were seeing these incidents, we knew that it meant the red, the yellow card was going to get brandished. And so then saying, hey, we're going to have a wee look at this and see whether it meets the red. I liked it because it did actually keep the game flowing. Mm. Now, whether they feel as though they got the decision wrong, in particular around Sia Colesi, Mm. not being red carded in the final. Maybe that's what. We still don't know who made that decision. We know who the referee, the assistant referees, the television match uh, official was. We don't know who the person who was making that decision in the bunker was, though. Mm. So part of me says I, I don't think the bunker is a completely lost. I don't think it is was completely misused. I like, I like what that element brought to the game because it did speed things up. Um, and, and good on a referee saying, hey, I'm happy to stand and I'm happy to chat and I'm happy to talk about it. I've got no no issue with that either. But I don't think it was a mistake the way Mature Nile has painted it to be. Mm, fair play. I do think it as well, when it comes to, and I said this earlier in the show, when it comes to the refs being front and centre for the media, I he might like to be. I don't know that all yep. of the refs would like to be and it certainly suddenly puts probably yep. even more of an onus on them that, doesn't necessarily need to be there uh, in terms yeah. of making them a bit of a scapegoat when teams do badly and things like that. So I'm just, yeah. yeah. I've, I've but gone... with the, other, the other thing, Kim, is when, when do you put them up? Are you putting them up straight mm. after the game? Like we saw, you know, Ben O'Keefe, I thought, handled everything that happened after the Super Rugby Pacific mm. final brilliantly. He was allowed time to actually go and have a look and, have yeah. a look and review his own. And he gave himself a, you know... A, I think he took one for the team because I don't think it was his fault with regards to a clear miss of a forward pass, mm. like he said it was. 
Um, but how long do you give them? Do you want them standing up straight after the game? I think that's unfair. You're right, there are some referees who would be more than happy to do that and feel very comfortable, others that would not. So, you know, I, I don't like the concept myself. I think it's very brave of him to be able to say it. But again, Maturo Nala is someone who doesn't mind standing up and being counted. And there are some referees who are like that, but not all of them. And this has got to be an all-or-nothing decision if you are going to do that. Totally agree. And you would think further down the line as well, it might be that off-putting factor for some people who could make very good referees and international rugby referees yep. down the line going, oh, that's part and parcel of the job. Don't know about that. I mean, accountability is one thing, of course, but that particular part of it might, yeah, might, might be a bridge too far. Uh, on the rugby front as well, yep. Rugby Australia made a, uh, some would say, inevitable, regardless of what Hamish McLennan might have said himself, uh, but moved to axe Hamish McLennan as the chairman during the week. Uh, rugby in Australia, we've said it for, for some time now, it's kind of decrease in its standing when it comes to the Australian sporting public. Not great when they are the hosts of the next World Cup in 2027. In your mind, how and can the game in Australia rise into some sort of prominence again? Well, somehow you've got to break the old boys' network. And um, look, Daniel Herbert may be a fine chairperson for, for Rugby Australia, but it just seems as though it does seem to be a very, very closed group. And anyone who comes in from outside, they seem to figure out a way to, to get rid of them. Um, look, look, you've got to try and make that game... Um, you've got to try and break, you know, I guess, the, what the stereotype, what, the, what the, the picture a lot of people believe it to be, which is very much a private school mm. game in Australia. I think they've got to do something to break that because there is an, a, a lot of wonderful talent floating around out there that they're probably missing, possibly because they don't go to the right school, which you know, at times is something we've also heard at secondary school re- uh, representative level in New Zealand mm. um, at times too. But I think they've got to make sure that you know it has dropped down the standings, not making the quarterfinals at a Rugby World Cup is not good. The advantage is they are hosting the Rugby World Cup, and I still actually think that is going to be ultimately the positive for them. Um, They've got very good players. I think, as we've spoken before, they've got very good young players. The the biggest appointment they've got to get right is who coaches this team next. And so that is one thing that the board, the chairman, they have absolutely got to get this 100% Right. And even if Hamish McClellan was still on the road role, that was the thing that he has got to get 100% correct. You want to know what Aussies like, Kim? They like winners. Mm. And that's the reason why they're not liking the Wallabies at the moment, because they're not winning. And in particular, they ain't winning against New Zealand. All it would take is one or two back-to-back wins against the All Blacks. And, and hold the phone, everyone will be on the Wallabies bandwagon charging forth towards mm. 2027. So whoever the next Wallabies coach, that has got to be absolutely the best decision Australian rugby make in the last 30 years. No pressure. Can I just no, say? No, not at all. Oh, not at, at all. all. But, but, yeah. But you look at the names that were that were floating around. Dan McKellar uh, was pitched quite early on, although it looks like he's pretty set with Leicester. The other one was Stephen Larkham. I mean, that's a guy that fans know well and love. Is he the type of guy that is, as you say, the best person potentially for the job at the moment? Look, you're happy to bust out, what is it, four and a half million to get Joseph Suyali? 
Um, how about you bust out a couple of million to get Dan McKellar out of his contract? <laughs> Dan McKellar is the guy. To, Dan McKellar is the guy to coach that team. Mm. Stephen Larkham, and you go back on hands and knees begging Laurie Fisher yeah. to come back into the Wallabies fray. That is the trio on which you can build a very good coaching team, and on that you can build a very, very good Wallabies team. It's as simple as that for me, Kim. You just say, Laurie, we will give you a bucket hat in every colour. <laughs> every colour conceivable look, look, to get you back into yeah, this team. Mate, it actually wouldn't even take that. Laurie Fisher is one of the best coaches. I mean, Stephen Larkham, when I said, look, is this guy the equivalent of what we have in Wayne Smith in New Zealand? And Stephen Larkham just went, yep, he most yeah. definitely is. It won't take much to get Lord Laurie back in the fray. It's a I really think he would, he would be honoured. He'd be humbled. Mm. I tell you what, you get him with that young talent, and I know he's yeah. doing some work at the moment with even younger Australian rugby players. Him, McKellar, Larkham, danger. I love it. Uh, on a different note, I can't believe we're talking Super Rugby at the back end of November. Uh, but aside from fine, the teams being fine. back, you don't in... have to. We're choosing to, Kim. We're choosing, choosing to. to Which well, no, because I've got a very important question for you here on the press box, <laughs> Nige. It's very important, and the people want to know. And so I must, I'm answerable to the people. Uh, which is your favourite Super Rugby kit? Oh, dude, you've seen how I dress. <laughs> I mean, come on, you've, you've seen me with, like, checked board shorts and stripy <laughs> shoes. You know I'm the most uncoordinated dressed human on the planet. It's I'm coordinated just your in your own way. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible. Um, look. What what I've what I've found interesting about this is, that, you know, obviously we've had the change in um, um, jersey sponsor as well. Mm. Yeah, look, I love the retro. I, I love the yep. retro. I love them going back. When I saw the the shirt on Carlos Spencer, who I tell you what, look, Vern Cotter could if play you have again. An issue at first, <laughs> if you have an issue at first five A, think Carlos will give you fifteen good off the bench, buddy. Don't you worry about that. You know he's going to be at the games because he'll be there as part of the coaching team. Mm-hmm. So he'll be lurking and he'll be in good nick. Um, it, 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 did, it, it was actually quite nice. But that's for me and my generation. Now the big thing is, is how do you make sure you've got that connection to that new generation? So how they go about that and, and is that on the fans to go, oh man, I remember this from 96. Mm. Okay, a long time ago now. And so that's the thing. Well, you know, people of a certain vintage are going to go, that's awesome, that's great. It's that next generation that we've still got to come in. Now, uh, I like the kits. As I said, I don't claim to be a fashionista. No one on the planet that's ever seen me dressed would know that I'm not a fashionista. <laughs> but the key thing is, is that, again, you've got to do this to try and get that connection. And it's something that all the New Zealand franchises need to be doing, is making sure you've got that connection, not only to your established fan base, but how you are going to bring your younger people to your games on a Friday, Saturday, come next year. For what it's worth, I actually think the popularity of nostalgia items at the moment uh, among young people as well means that I actually think the Blues Heritage jersey might just do the trick because it gets people talking and then people share, even if they weren't around for it, 
people then share their memories and it romanticises things a bit and that potentially is one way of of getting younger fans in as well. Uh, Before I let you go, Nigel, a non-rugby one for you here on the Press Box. Now, this to me was fascinating. Greg Popovich, coach of the San Antonio Spurs, grabbing the mic mid-game to ask the crowd to stop booing Kawhi Leonard, who, of course, was with the Spurs, won a championship with them, then asked to leave, went off and won a championship with Toronto, I think, wasn't it? Uh, And then went to the Clippers. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Is it off? Is it on? Okay. Only one coach in the NBA could get away with it, (laughs) and his name is Greg Popovich. And here's the other interesting thing as well. When you have a look at the Clippers, even though they've got all those rock stars, mm-hmm. they've been battling a little bit. Now, post the game, Kawhi you know, was you know, quite humbled by, by what had happened. Coach Popovich also has a wee say in who comes and who goes from the Spurs. Now, mm. if that Clippers continues to sort of slide downwards, at what point do they get blown up? Oh. At which point? Do you think Greg Popovich could be going, hey, do you want to come and work with this young centre I got called Victor Wimbayama? You may have heard of him. They call him the alien. Is there, I'm just saying, I'm just saying because I know you love a good conspiracy. I love a good conspiracy. I'm just saying, has Coach Pop maybe just given GM Pop just a little bit of um, just, you know, he's involved in those player moves. Has he just given him and the other guys who do those sort of things and player personnel Maybe just sort of smooth the waters about a, a Kawhi Leonard return, possibly. Ooh, I'm just saying. But I, just... I love it. Pop's the only coach who could do it. I thought it was really classy. Yeah. Um, he's, he's so much more mellower now as well. But I, I'm, just, I'm just wondering, you know, whether there was maybe a little something extra, extra to that thing. Kim, I'll leave you with that, eh? Oh, Nigel, leaving you on a conspiracy (laughs) note. I couldn't think of anything better, mate. Nigel Yolden there with us for our press box. Thank you so, so very much as always. You're an absolute legend, mate.